Good day, everybody, and what's up? Welcome to the podcast for selfless sex, and she comes first. I am Dr. Nick. Today is May the 10th, 2022, and I hope you are having a great day. And before I forget, I just want to say happy belated Mother's Day to all the moms out there, and I hope you had a great Sunday. So this podcast is called What Divorced Men Wish They Had Done Differently in Their Marriages. And as you can probably guess, this is a follow-up to the previous week's podcast, which was called What Divorced Women Wish They Had Done Differently in Their Marriages. And what I really want you to do is listen to what these guys had to say and then compare it back to what the women said. And I am pretty sure you will pick up on a few things. So let's talk about that today. Let's start with Adam, who said this. I wish I had gone to bed at the same time as my wife. Even before we started sleeping in separate rooms, we didn't go to bed together. And I don't mean we stopped having sex. I mean, we we didn't go to sleep at the same time. I would stay up late and decompress watching my favorite TV shows, and she would go to bed at what I thought was a crazy early bedtime. I've learned there is a special kind of closeness to be nurtured by ending your day together, snuggling up and letting the day wash over one another and speaking fleeting thoughts is a bond we all should aspire to have. Next up, we have Derek who said, I wish I had put more effort into mending the relationship while I still could. He continued, my greatest regret from the beginning of my divorce three years ago through today is not trying a little harder before things got to the point of divorce. I became complacent, distant, and stopped caring. While divorce was the right choice for us in hindsight, I regret letting it get to that point. Yes, we were unhappy in our marriage, but my children and quote unquote normal family life will never be the same. And just maybe I could have prevented that. And now we have Craig, who said, I wish I had spoken up more instead of bottling up my feelings. He said, there are so many things I realize I could have done better, but if I had to choose just one, it's that I kept quiet about any any regrets that I had. Whether it was something serious, like moving in together before I was ready, or something less intense, like eating her broccoli rob, even though it made me gag, it somehow felt disloyal to share my ruefulness. In hindsight, though, I see that expressing my true feelings would have been honest. And marriages are nothing without honesty. Immediately explaining your disappointment with a personal decision makes you transparent and allowing your partner to see what you wish you could do over and solidify your bond. Meanwhile, keeping quiet about your regrets demonstrates a lack of trust that ultimately tears apart a relationship. And now we have Michael, who said, I wish I had waited to get married. He continued, I wouldn't have gotten married at such a young age. Quite simply, I had no idea who I was yet, so being true to myself would have been impossible. I married at a very young age, and I was still trying to find my true north. Due to many childhood issues from from the family I grew up in, my emotional wiring was already a bigger mess than I knew. 
In many ways, stepping into my early 20s, my soul carried on more like a civil war than the compass it should have been for my life. Because of the environment I was raised in, I learned very early in life how to pretend everything was okay. This is both unhealthy for me emotionally and completely unfair for my young wife at that time. As the years passed, I began to understand who I was and what parts of me were never going to change. Honestly, we both grew up into the people we were destined to be, and those people made far better friends than partners in a relationship. And now we have Bill, who said, I wish I had been honest about my personal fears and struggles. He continued, I wish that I had been more transparent about my challenges as a man, as a father, and as a husband. I kept negative thoughts and fears stuffed deep inside, which did nothing positive for the either of us. I wanted the best for her and for us, but keeping her sheltered from the downsides was not the right way. She thought all was good, and I'd isolate myself emotionally. A truly solid relationship relies on open communication without fears of retribution. One must love and respect their own self as well as their partner, which includes openly divulging fears and challenges. Next up, we have Gerald who said, I wish I had truly listened to her because she just wanted to be heard. He said, divorce was a painful wake up call for me. It was only then that I got to be honest with how I really showed up or didn't show up for my wife. When I look back, there are thousands of mistakes that I made over 16 years. Most of them were small, a few were big, but the mistake that cost me the most was my inability to really listen. I didn't get that my wife's greatest need was to be heard, validated, and understood. Instead, every time she was upset, I would either get defensive, try to fix it, or walk away and avoid her, hoping she would just get over it. What I didn't realize at the time was how much my pride and my inability to understand her point of view cost us in terms of intimacy and trust. I really believe that if I could just been able to be present with her and more respectful of her feelings, we could have made it through all of the ups and downs. But because I didn't make her my biggest priority, I ended up losing her forever. Finally, we had Billy who said, I wish I had taken responsibility for my part in our issues. My biggest regret is my lack of self-awareness and poor communication skills. I never stopped to figure out why I felt how I felt, said what I said, or did what I did. I operated in the relationship reactively and you just can't do that or you, or you would have the same issues over and over. It wasn't until I worked on learning how to communicate effectively and be self-aware that I fully realized my contributions to the downfall of what we had. It may not have lasted anyway, but certainly a lot less damage would have been done and the latent resentments and animosity could have been curbed quite a bit. When you aren't self-aware and do not communicate well, things devolve into a power struggle whose needs are more important and whose are not being met, and you simply can't resolve that without either. 
So there you have seven men talking about some of the things that they wish they had done differently in their marriage. And you may view them as small, like for example, going to bed at the same time. But as Derek said, you have to admit that you have to put in effort in your relationship or in your marriage just to help things go smoothly. And then you have someone like Michael who says that he actually wishes he would have waited a while before he got married. And he said, yes, he married when he was fairly young, but he didn't know himself. So he was still growing and still growing up at the same time while he was married. So that was a struggle for him. And then you had Bill, who was concerned about talking to his wife about his personal fears and struggles. And for him, I was actually wondering if it was more of a judgment or a fear of being judged in a negative way by his wife, which caused him to keep everything inside. And in the end, that was no good for anybody. And one of the most important points I think was made by Gerald, who said he believes that his wife just wanted to be heard. And sometimes we can get stuck in our own head and we don't know how to listen. And in other cases, there's an old saying, hearing what you want to hear and knowing only what you heard. And that's not any good for anybody either. And then we have Billy, who mentioned how he should have taken responsibility for the part that he played in the downfall of his marriage. And of course, it's always tough to take that hard look in the mirror. But if you want to be healthy, sometimes you actually have to do that. Number two, you have to acknowledge your responsibility, but and also make changes to it. So it's like, don't just say it. You can say it, acknowledge it, and then make those changes so that your marriage just lasts. So in closing out this podcast, I have to ask you one question. Did you happen to notice some of the wishes that the men said when compared to some of the wishes that the women said in the previous podcast? And you know, maybe it's just my ears, but some of their statements seem like they kind of lined up in a way. So now I'm wondering if people actually did those few things, are those the actual keys to a successful marriage or a successful relationship? I'm not really sure, but what I want to do is later on in the very near future is that I will rehash these two podcasts and put them together and then I'll make a list of where the men and women kind of matched up on their wishes of things that they would have done differently. On that note, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned and I'll talk to you soon.